Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Tuesday. I have to keep reminding myself it's Tuesday and not Monday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it. Make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us on all of our uh draft uh, our podcast apps all that good stuff did i do the DraftKings read boy am i rusty we're presented by <laughs> DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook download the app and use promo code chgo when you sign up i might have done that already i don't even there know i don't even know anyway i don't know why you're rusty we totally got together yesterday and recorded <laughs> a brand new episode I, don't know. I mean it's not like we had a day off i don't know what's wrong with me i mean there's many things wrong with me but i don't know what's currently wrong with me <laughs> Anyway, how are you fellas doing? Good. Did you guys have a good weekend? Brilliant. Yes. Enjoyable. Enjoyable. And then it was uh, ruined by a piece of crap hockey game last night. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to start there or do we want to save that? We could probably start there, right? Just get to it. Yeah, I mean, the Stanley Cup final is kind of a big deal in I the suppose. world of hockey. I mean, kind of important. Yeah. I. You know... Look, good teams have lost games before, game sixes before, but how in the world do you get that far in the playoffs and get your ass kicked that badly at home in a must-win game to survive? That like that is that's twice in the same series. Yeah. That's tough. I blame Jamie Ben. They were undefeated with him not in the lineup. Sure. Oh and four with him. It's all Jamie Ben's fault. <laughs> yeah, trade I mean, him. Can, trade him to Toronto. You, you can definitely point uh, point to that and not be wrong. Yeah, I mean, you you would have hoped that you know if if they were going to make a, a series out of it, that uh, you'd at, you'd at least get uh, get some excitement, maybe get to a game seven. But man, that was uh, that was quite the stinker that uh, that Dallas put up there. Yeah, they should be ashamed of the way they came out. They were just dominated from the opening puck drop. They lost every board battle. They had no answer for the four check. And just they got shut out twice in a conference final by Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill. No, half half of the hockey world had no idea he existed until three weeks ago. You got shut out on home ice twice against him. 
Yeah, yeah, and like you don't want to take anything away from him either, right? No, but when, but you, when you talk about the best goalies, and and again, the reason a lot of us chose Dallas to win was because of the goalie matchup. And Andre was bad. It wasn't just yeah. that, it wasn't like Aiden Hill was great. He was he was good. Don't get me wrong, but like my God, Andre was part of the reason Dallas lost. And I I think if you're gonna predict how that series might go. That was not one of the realities I saw coming. Even though he had not been wonderful leading up to it, I didn't think he was going to co- potentially cost them the series. And he was he was bad. I, I I don't know. Like I don't want to go as far as to say like it's a Winnipeg sort of thing where you look at the thing and go, what what can you do? Because they got to the Stanley or the conference final, and they got to Game mm-hmm. Six, and the games were close early in the series. But like to lay two eggs, massive eggs, like they did. Both at home, that's weird. I don't know. Like that's that's really hard to do. I think. Like I don't know. It's hard to look past that for me and just say, oh yeah, we'll go get him next year. I feel like there's something needs to change, and maybe it is Jamie Ben. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they you, you gotta you gotta be able to to turn something in, right? Something in that's that's on the backs of like your, your stars and like Jason Robertson took some time to, to warm up, but then he, you know, he started to show up late in the postseason. Um, Miro Heiskanen had a, a really good postseason stretch and, and, and Ottinger. Yeah. I mean, you could talk about how, you know, they, they kind of relied on him a lot throughout the regular season. Uh, and maybe now as you know, the NHL seems like it's going more towards like tandem goaltending duos, um, maybe that's something that Dallas needs to needs to think about and not not rely solely on Jake Ottinger being their only um, option in net. I mean, o- only a, only a handful of, of goaltenders can do that in the NHL. Like it's not uh, it's not like it used to be. So yeah, I, I mean, unless unless he unless they feel like he can be one of those elite level goaltenders, like they may need to look into like, hey, like maybe we need a one B. Um, so I mean the 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 Dallas is is still set up with some of their young players to be pretty competitive, you know, for the next couple of years. But it's those older guys like like Sagan and and Ben and I know Pavelski showed up, but even even he's on on a short timetable. Like there there might be some decisions that need to be made in Dallas to make sure that they don't go the way of the Penguins or anything like that. Yeah, no, they've got some. They got a young core there. Like they've done a real nice job of transitioning from the Sagan Ben era into this new core while staying competitive for the most part. That's really hard to do, mm-hmm. but you have Jason Robinson, you have Mira Heiskin and uh, Yanni Hockenpah had a great series, man. He was just dumping people all over the ice. And then Rupe Hintz became yeah. an absolute star this yeah. postseason. So it's kind of like, okay, old guys, Move out of the way. We've got a new core, but I don't really know what you can do. I don't think anybody's after you know last few games. I don't think anybody's lining up to to give you a whole bunch for Jamie Ben and the rest of his contract. Even though he was fabulous in in the uh, regular season, thirty three goals at age thirty three. Tyler Sagan is not the player he was. You know, he's definitely slowed down. He's not the threat he once was, and he's still got a, a hefty contract to go. So. You know, it could be just a series where I think we saw in games four and five, Vegas lost their focus, and that's why that series didn't end sooner. They took their foot off the gas, and then Bruce Cassie said, uh, not anymore, it's time to be play our hockey, and that's what they did from the opening draw in game six. It was over. If Vegas 
doesn't take their foot off the gas and lose focus, that's over in game four. So right. Jamie Ben has two years left at nine and a half uh, next year in, in 2024-25. Tyler Sagan, four years left at 4.85 or 9.85. That's the I'm Ben one you can that. maybe convince somebody to take it on. That Sagan one, they're going to be stuck with that for, I mean, no. you're just going to have to live with that. Or you find your Arizona Coyotes who need to get to the cap floor and send them there. Um, but for me, like, I know we've been talking about that sort of stuff with the Hawks, like bringing a vet who can score, playing with Bedard, not at four years. Nope. Sorry. No. Two years. That's why they would be. Yeah, no, no way. But they were really smart. Jim Nill gets, gets nominated for the Executive of the Year Award every year uh, for a reason because he was able to get Jason Robinson and Rupe Hintz locked up to longer term, really good deals. That's like, so that Sagan and Ben deal, they don't really affect his young core right now. And that's very good GMing that hopefully Kyle Davidson is paying attention to over the next few years. Yeah. So Hints makes 8.45 until 2030, 31. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason Robertson has three years left at 7.75. So both those guys making less than Ben and Sagan. Like, th that is good GM. Yeah. It really is. And some of the more expensive vets he has on a blue line, like, you know, like Ryan Suter is 38, but he's only $3.6 for two more years. And Heiskanen is 23 and signed through 2028-29 at 8.45. So yeah, the I big mean, contracts he, have, he has are not, like, restrictive to bringing in other players to help. And you've got what you believe is your core because I think Robertson is – I don't know if I'll go top 10 just yet, but he's knocking on the door right there. Yeah. He's a, he's a star player in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 they are in good position to at least stay competitive, whether or not this was their best chance at a cup remains to be seen. Um, but I, I think they're going to be back in the playoffs next year. It'd be surprising if they weren't. Yep. Well, and as, as you know, as shaky as Ottinger looked in these postseason, in, in this postseason, he's still only what 24, mm -hmm. 23, 24. So like he's he's only you would think only going to progress and, and get better and be more more stable. You'd hope in Dallas's case. Um, so if you have if you have an upper upper tier, potentially elite level goaltender like that can do a lot for you um, to, to stay competitive. So, you know, it's not like he's 34 and this was the last run of his career. Like he's, he's just kind of, he's just starting it. So, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, was it a, a really shaky postseason uh, at times? Yeah. But he definitely can, can still come in and, and, you know, keep them competitive and be a part of keeping that window open for a few years. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Dallas has opened up as a potential landing spot for a guy like Alex Stalock, who can go there next year and start 35 games so Jake Outinger doesn't run out of gas in the conference finals. Like, yep. it looked like he did. You know, I think they, they rode him too much. Yeah, he's only 24, but he's, you know, he's never had that kind of workload in his career. He, you know, he's either been in the AHL splitting time or in the NHL, not the everyday starter. And as you mentioned earlier, Mario, like, the days of us goaltending tender starting 70 games a year are, are gone. That, that's just not happening anymore. So maybe they go out and get another proven veteran, an Alex Stalock type who will go and can start 30 to 35 games. So Ottinger can get some rest in, yeah. in February and March. So he's fresh in April and May. I wonder if that, if the other Matt Murray, who we saw at the Texas stars, uh, he's an RFA this summer. I don't know if, 
he probably doesn't project as a full time NHLer, does he? I don't know. Maybe a maybe a backup. I mean, he he made his he made his NHL debut this season, and wasn't he like? Isn't he like thirty? He's twenty five. Like, wasn't that? Oh, okay. I thought I thought yeah. the story was that he was an older guy. Well, yeah. I mean, that maybe that's rookie. Twenty five is old. Yeah. Rookie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, for a goaltender, it's. Yeah, it's a little different, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's a guy that they're that they're looking at is maybe oh, maybe he turns into a one B, and they were only using uh, what was it, Scott Wedgwood as yeah. kind of like oh, we just need a stopgap veteran for that time, so that could be a, in play for Dallas as well. It's a great name for a backup goalie, Scott Wedgwood. Just wedge him in there between <laughs> starts that matter, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think that anyone should draw any conclusions that Jake Ottinger is no longer an elite goalie. I think the the thought of running out of gas makes a ton of sense because he he played a ton because Dallas was in a race for a lot of the year trying to get you know that trying to get the placement in the standings and everything. So they're going to yeah. lean on him more than ever. Um, I, yeah, I, I still think he is going to be one of the best goalies in the game. He still might be. You know, I just it's just it's a tough look, but when you kind of un you know peel the layers of the onion or whatever you want to say, the, he does have a bit of an excuse of being pretty overworked, especially in comparison to other goalies around the league. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that even though Vegas is on their way to the Stanley Cup final, Dallas is in, has better long term health. Uh, based on what their roster has over Vegas. Vegas is like, this is their last, maybe their last shot with this group to get it done. And where Dallas, as we mentioned, has a lot of, has their new young core. So you could project, you could say, I'd rather be the Dallas Stars in three years than Vegas right now. You know, they they may have the the brighter future, even though the Golden Knights are, are heading to the Stanley Cup final. And my condolences to all of the um, media members who have to spend the next couple of weeks traveling between <laughs> South Florida and Las Vegas. I Tough. mean, this job sometimes just <laughs> it really gets to you. So my, my my heart goes out to all those reporters. Yeah, really gonna suck. Yeah, that's yeah, brutal. Uh, by the way, um, speaking of that, we are going to be in Nashville for the draft, and we should have some news as to where you can hang out with us coming this week. I joined the uh, Streamyard late, so I didn't get to update the guys yet, but it's good news. So we have some news to share probably Thursday awesome. coming up. Uh, speaking of Thursday at two o'clock, we're going to talk to uh, Liam McHugh of TNT. He's going to preview the Stanley Cup final. If he remembers how time zones work, I'll make sure I remind <laughs> him. Uh, I'm going to send him every time zone from around the world uh, in my reminder. Uh, Isn't that an insane clown posse song? Time zones. How do they work? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yes, I do. So that, that'll be fun. But uh, look forward to that. Look forward to going to Nashville for the draft. But uh it's funny. We spent most of the show so far talking about Dallas and her failings, and I've been guilty of just sort of bypassing Vegas all the time and not really giving them the credit they need. They've earned it, man. Like they're they're a yeah. good team, and th- the the business like nature of last night's game. That third period broadcast was like a talk show. They like we're not <laughs> even calling the game because what's the point? Yeah. It was just Vegas playing out the clock. Like, we're not going to give up any chances. We're just going to win this and go home and call it a day and and get ready for the cup final. The, like, the, the commentators were just talking to each other during the game. Ferraro's like, yeah, and the cup final should be exciting, you know, talking about everything going. <laughs> like, there was action happening. They weren't even acknowledging it because the game yeah. was so far over. And for Vegas to go into Dallas and, look, you start to get itchy. You're up 3 nothing. All of a sudden, it's 3-2. Yep. Nope. They just came out and were like, we are not losing this game. We're going to beat you and beat you quick. 
and your season's over. Thanks. Thanks for coming out, Dallas. Yeah, I, they all the pressure got flipped over on Vegas after losing game five at home ice. You, but you wouldn't have known that by the way they played. Um, a little sad. It's got to be so satisfying for uh, uh, Bruce Cassie, former Blackhawk Bruce Cassie, good friend of, of current Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson. Uh, he gets fired from Boston because, you know, I guess it just wasn't he had to change a good something. enough job. Yeah. Then he has to watch Boston set the all-time regular season record for wins, and they get booted in the first round, and he gets to the Stanley Cup final and gets to play the team that booted his ex-team out of the first round. <laughs> and, and a funny stat came across my Twitter feed last night. It's the first time in history uh, – first time ever uh, that it, the team in both the NHL and NBA lost uh, a, dis- a game seven in their home arena – to an eighth seed in the same season. It both happened to Boston teams with, uh, and both to Miami area teams with the Celtics losing game seven in Boston to the heat last night and Boston losing game seven at home to the Panthers in the first round. You really hate to see that. Don't you? Oh, I mean, brutal. Boston, Boston fans crying in their Sam Adams just breaks my heart. It's tough for yeah. Boston. Bleacher report had too. the heat and Panthers had as many wins at TD garden in this year's NBA and NHL playoffs as the Celtics and Bruins. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, some yeah, may call it, that team fraudulent. <laughs> I've might. heard that. I've heard somebody say that. Yes, that's true. I've heard rumors that they yeah. may not have been as good as we all thought they were. Um, yeah, I saw somebody some, uh, screamed that at me one night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat mentioned is Bobrovsky due for uh, it's uh, from Maddie Boy XD. Any chance Bobrovsky comes out flat in the finals? I, I think that's a concern for the entire Panthers team. It's gonna be nine days off. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they had eight. They had eight days off going into the Carolina series, and that didn't affect him one bit. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, true. I, I don't know. Like, you, I'm sure. Like, I people need to realize they're not just home. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. skating, they're practicing, they're doing all those things. But it's not the same as a game. And I also yeah. think I wonder if it's different too. With the Cup final, you've got all this time to think about it and think about it and think about it and think about it, and not. And then I think there's a benefit to just playing, but. Look, we'll talk about this, and then game one, Florida will win five nothing, and it will all be for naught. But uh, I, wow. I heard a stat yesterday in the post game was like eight of ten teams with this with the lesser layoff have won the most Stanley Cups recently, or something like that. Like, is hmm. some significant number of the teams with less rest have won? So. Well, well, I've listened a lot uh, on the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast uh, with Elliot Friedman and. Um, Jeff Merrick, my second favorite hockey podcast after this one. Um, they've talked a lot in the uh, – Elliot Friedman's talked a lot in this postseason about Sergei Bravosky needs extra rest because he's like this like world record-setting sweater where like he actually loses like 10 pounds a game and needs like an extra day just to like recuperate. So for some goalies, you might say this is a bad thing. This might be exactly what he needs. Um, go back and listen to some of those episodes from the playoffs where Friedman gets into it. Just how he just, I don't know, something about him. He just gets like he sweats so much during a game that he needs like a full day just to like recover from a game. Uh, so eight or nine days off for him could be a good thing. I wish I could lose 10 pounds of sweat in just one game. I could gain 20, 10 pounds watching a <laughs> hockey game, but I can't lose them. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that, that could 
play a factor in him just kind of feeling feeling rested. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's something to, to be said about staying in the routine of like, okay, game practice, game practice, morning skate practice, travel game, like just kind of keeping in that routine and not having a, a long way off. And you know, maybe they were able to kind of avoid the the rust in in, in the in the series against Carolina. But I mean, yeah, like you said, Jay, like now it's the final. Now it's you know all the all the hype. There's going to be the you know the media day. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, now you're, you're the center of the, of the hockey universe for the next two weeks. Like there's a lot of pressure on that. So, I mean, I, I, I'd have to, you know, look up and down the lineup, but I don't think there's many, many guys on, on either side that have, uh, you know, been here before too often, if not just maybe once. Um, so it's, it's going to be a new experience for, for a lot of these guys. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're kind of breaking with that, uh, with that routine that you get used to in the playoffs when, you know, every, every game, every game day, every travel day, like it's all kind of, kind of similar. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how, how Florida comes out. I think someone in our, in our chat had the, uh, had the stat, the team with the most rest is one and nine in the last, uh, yeah, there it is from Ryan team with the most rest is one and nine. Like, I, I mean, not, not every stat rings true, but that's, that's a hard one to, uh, to look away from. Are we doing predictions yet? Or no? Should we wait? Mm, why not? I say, what's going to change? <laughs> what's going to change? Is someone going to get hurt in practice? Hopefully not. Knock know. on Maybe. wood for those teams. I, don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could give a prediction and then recap a prediction on Friday because we got to wait all the way to Saturday. I mean, I. It's hard to pick against the Panthers at this point, it even really though is. I picked against them in the last series, in the last round. But I mean, with Provoski yeah. playing the way he is, with Matthew Kachuk playing the way he is, I don't know if if Vegas has an answer for him. Uh, nobody has yet. Um, both teams play very similar. They're ruthless on the forechecking. Should be a very aggressive, fun series. Um, you know. It, it, it doesn't seem it matters who plays goalie for Vegas. They're not facing a ton of shots. Uh, that makes your life easy. So it's hard to pick against the Panthers. But, you know, I keep underestimating Vegas, and they keep proving me wrong. But I think the Panthers just have that edge. I think it's their year. I'll 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 pick them in six. Okay. Yeah, I, I picked against the Panthers in the first two rounds, and – felt foolish so i picked them in the third round and now i feel vindicated um there's there's some teams where you know you go you you watch a postseason i mean some of those the, those blackhawks teams in, in 10 and 13 and 15 um i mean you just you just knew even from an outsider perspective you kind of just knew hey this this team's got something special going um and, and i feel like i i feel that way about the panthers right now especially go, going through the the eastern conference final the way they did um, the way Matthew Kachuk has been playing, um, you know, kind of char- bringing bringing character to that team, kind of being the, the the face of that team in this run that they're on, um, you know, and and the way that Sergei Bobrovsky has been playing, like uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to pick against some some guys that are just on absolute heaters right now, and you know you, you need a you need a star player to to help put the team on on their ba- on your back in the postseason and you need a goaltender to be playing some of his best hockey and the Panthers have both of those things not to say that the Golden Knights don't I mean they've got a couple guys that are that are firing right now Aiden Hill obviously is uh is, is coming out of the the depths of their goaltending chart 
uh, and, and, you know, doing, doing his thing between the pipes to, to get them to this place. You got uh, Jonathan Marsh's show, you got William Carlson, like these two staples of, of Vegas over the last couple of years, they're stepping up. And then you have Jack Eichel who has yet to lose a round in his postseason NHL career, <laughs> uh, playing, playing absolutely, uh, you know, at the top of his game. Uh, it's, it's going to be a great series. Um, I'm going to say Florida and I'm going to say Florida lifts the cup on home ice with the rats all over the, uh, all over the, uh, the ice there in Florida, uh, in six games. As we're talking about it, I'm going back and forth on my pick and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I feel like I've, I have not given Vegas enough credit and just the way they dispatched Dallas was so impressive but I look at the goaltending matchup, and even if Bobrovsky steps back to life a little bit, I'm still feeling better about him than Aiden Hill. Like, look, if let's say the Hawks had one game to win and, and we had the pick of Aiden Hill or Sergei Bobrovsky, who are you taking? Right? Like, we're all taking Bobrovsky. The Matthew Kachuk factor is huge, and Vegas has their share of guys who are playing great as well. I... <sighs> I, I don't say this with any confidence, but because of the way Bobrovsky <laughs> is playing and the way Kachuk is playing, and Mario, you sort of mentioned it, like there's years where teams just have a feel about them. There's just something about them. There's something about the story. There's something about, you know, there's snapshots of moments leading up to. We talk about Nashville game five. We talk about Seabrook eliminating the Red Wings and him going in the penalty box to get to remove Taves head from his butt. And like all the like things that, that happen along the way that make you feel like this is our team. This is a team of destiny. I get that feeling with the Panthers. So I'm taking the Panthers in seven and multiple overtimes. Sure. Let's say ex- <laughs> extend as much hockey as possible. Extend it into the, into June as much as possible. It'll it'll make that break between the end of the Cup final and going to Nashville even shorter. Yep, I'm for it. I uh, uh, when you don't have a horse in the race, when you're not a fan of either team per se, and you're just enjoying it, overtime hockey, oof, give it all to Great. me every game. <laughs> Do it. Meanwhile, the the night the Golden Knight fans and the Panther fans can lose a few years off their life and, and uh, have their blood pr- pressure shoot through the roof. But uh, give me all the overtimes. I'm good for it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, like you said, as long as we're not suffering through it, yeah. by all right. means, like, oh, my God, yeah. it was torture when the Hawks were in them. You just want to throw it. You lose 10 pounds a game like Sergey Bobrovsky of vomit. Yeah. The, the more overtimes you have, the more wonderful, delicious Goose Island beer you can drink. True that. that is true. That is true, and and for those nervy nights and those nervy overtimes, nothing helps uh, keep you keep you relaxed and ready for whatever uh, than Goose Island and their tremendous roster of beers. Goose Island, they are flying over our heads, and they are the uh, proud sponsor, pr- proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. You check out some of their beers on their talented beer roster, like the Goose IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. You got the Tropical Beer Hug, the Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, which is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. 
you got the full pocket pills and everyday beer. It's what the Goose Island brew, uh, beer brewers are drinking. And of course, on these golden sunny days, uh, you can crack yourself open a can of the golden 312, the wheat ale, the staple of the Goose Island beer roster. And if you're in the Chicago area, grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Ave in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street. That's in West Town. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And as I've been looking at my weather app on my phone, we're finally getting a stretch. We've been waiting a long time for oh, yeah. warm temps. Sun's going to be out a, ton, out a ton. And you... Sun's out, guns out. Absolutely. And you can take on the sun with gear built to last from our friends at Shady Rays, who have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers you a world-class product that's just as good I say even better than any expensive pair I've ever worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all your outdoor summertime adventures. It's finally here. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection all eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. When you wear Shady Rays, you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And you're going to look amazing and you're going to feel amazing because together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact Initiative. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to, so you don't really need to worry about it. But just in case, they will exchange for a new pair or you can return them for free within 30 there. 30 days there's no risk when you shop their team always has your back and yes memorial day was yesterday but the memorial day sale is still going on and it goes on through the end of the month that's tomorrow so for today and tomorrow head over to shadyrays.com and you'll get 35 percent off all sunglasses so you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people and you can add to that count because you will be happy i guarantee it there you go they are mm -hmm. great shades don't hesitate now is the time pick them up shadyrays.com all right so some news broke about the hawks uh later in the week last week they are planning a massive 65 million dollar expansion of the Fifth Third Arena. That's the vacant land on 303 South Damon. It is right next door to the arena. If you've been there before, there's Fifth Third Arena, and then there's a big lot of concrete. Well, that concrete now belongs to the Blackhawks. It's 135,000 square foot expansion. Uh, it still needs city council approval, but it is expected to create a ton of jobs. Uh, it's going to add two more rinks, so that'll be a total of four at Fifth Third and 180 many much-needed parking spaces. Uh, there will also be a divvy station and a park for the neighbors of the area. Um, so that's good news for the Hawks, of course. Uh, I'm reading here from Block Club uh, Chicago, and they reached out to some of the neighbors and said they're happy about the development, but they want more visibility from the Blackhawks. One parent said they'd like the team to be more active in the black community and help youth teams with the cost of hockey equipment 
quote, our kids aren't exactly riding on the ice and the cost of accessing the sport is way out of our budget. One woman said, I would like to see if there's a real plan for that. I hope so. I hope so. Because look, uh, four rinks is going to make that place way more available than it has been mm-hmm. with just a two. And look, if you go in there and we can see the schedule of what's happening there, but a lot of teams play there. A lot of teams practice there. There is limited community time, but hopefully there's just one of these rinks as a community rink that can be used for open skate or learn to play or whatever. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to see the Hawks get involved and make the game more accessible for kids around the city, especially in that West loop neighborhood where they uh, take up residence West side, I guess more appropriately than West loop. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you've been to the fifth third, you know, the, in, in the last few years, like that facility is, is, is tremendous. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a huge upgrade from, uh, where they were previously at Johnny's. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, they've really gotten a a lot of good use out of it over the years. Um, they've hosted a lot of, you know, they hosted NHL, uh, media day, uh, there, um, a a couple of years ago before the season started, um, you know, they, they, they host, you know, youth tournaments, you know, USA hockey youth tournaments, um, Chicago mission plays there. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, a ton of, uh, use out of that facility and it's just the two rinks. So now expanding to four ranks would be tremendous. Uh, you can get more, more people, more hockey. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree more accessibility, um, you know, for, for the community in which, you know, you're located, I, I think is, is something that's really important. Um, you know, the, the Blackhawks have, have, you know, done a lot to, to try and, you know, build community relations, uh, in the last couple of years, um, with, you know, the, the indigenous community, um, and, and I think reaching out more towards, you know, the, the community that they're in on the West side of town would, would, would be great. I mean, that, that you, you want to be able to, um, be representative of, of, of everybody in hockey, you know, it, it doesn't need to be, uh, you know, we talk about hockey culture and, and how, you know, exclusatory it can be because of the accessibility to the sport and, you know, financially and, and in the communities that, you know, usually you see hockey. Um, I think the Blackhawks have an opportunity and kind of an obligation to to really, you know, reach out and be be a little bit more active in that community, be a little bit more visible in that community and not just doing it for, you know, oh, here we're going to, you know, a photo op or anything like more, more tangible, you know, deep rooted and, and longstanding relationship building that I think can, can grow, you know, the hockey community in Chicago. There's already, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about, you know, guys that play in the NHL uh, and, and women that play professionally that are from Chicago. Um, but a lot of them are Chicago land, you know, and, and I think, you know, the Blackhawks and, and, and fifth third and this community, this community rink expansion, uh, can do a lot to to potentially you know build up those like actual city of Chicago um, hockey products and and I think that, that would that would be a tremendous thing that the Blackhawks could be a part of. Well, I mean, and Corey brings up a good point in the chat is part of this park they're talking about. Maybe you build an outdoor you know uh, like floor hockey rink, street hockey rink, just with because we have one here in Homewood, like uh, in um, Millennium Park. There's a a, like an NHL goalie net, like cemented into the ground. And it's like the size of a tennis court and kids can come in there and shoot the puck on the net. And it's there all the time. Like build a little outdoor 
roller hockey slash, you know, street hockey, floor hockey rink. So kids can walk up and start playing. I, I think mm-hmm. even that can make a big difference. And you, you find five or six kids that love doing that. And then, Hey, I want to learn how to skate. Okay. Then, you know, then you're starting to make progress. I think, you know, part of the reason that basketball and baseball are so popular in the United States is because you can pick up and play it. You can go find a park and play basketball pretty much anywhere, pick up a, a bat and ball and a mitt and go play baseball anywhere. That's the challenge that hockey has is it's not accessible really to anybody, <laughs> but when you've got money and you know, it makes it easier, but in terms of like, Hey, let's go have a pickup hockey game. That takes a lot of work. So having mm-hmm. some park, having some facilities where kids can go play hockey why the hell not just build a nice outdoor rink yeah. right there next to the stadium or right there next to fifth third and, and give kids the opportunity to check it out. And you can even do like, we have sled Hills in town and you just leave, you know, sleds in this little box. It's like a rent a sled and kids can come grab a sled play, leave some, those crappy like plastic sticks you have at gym class. They have to step on and bend <laughs> the blade and put a bucket of balls out there and, and let kids pick up and play when they can. You know, or you yeah. take a, or you take a couple of you know twenty dollars sticks from Gunzos and just stick them out there. Yeah. Like you right. know, you don't have to give, you don't have to give them the the melted plastic. Sure, you know, put out some real things and 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 that way you know it's it's a little bit more of a, of the real feel, the real game, and and you know people people can get attached to it that way. Yeah, <clears throat> it's part of the reason so many kids play soccer these days because it's so easy to get your friends. All you need is a ball and a couple of water bottles to put down as the goal and you, yeah. you play soccer. You don't need $8,000 worth of equipment and right. ice time and all that stuff. <clears throat> so yeah, it'd be fun. It, it, hopefully they do something like that and maybe have some free community ice time, you know, for, you know, they're going to have twice as many rinks, which now you have twice as much availability and hopefully not all of that is just given away to the people who are paying for it. You know, uh, you got plenty of, revenue coming in you can you can give away some ice time there uh for people who otherwise can't can't afford it um but as somebody who spent a couple of years coaching or uh, scouting for for the junior leagues anytime i saw a a, a showcase uh on my schedule at fifth third i was like oh thank god because it's (laughs) such a great world-class facility and the fact they're going to expand it and make it even bigger it's great news one thing that I would love to see is is not you got four rinks uh, or you will have four rinks. Maybe then, you know, the Blackhawks can can get a little, maybe get a group together and start pushing to get uh, one of those professional women's teams here in Chicago and they could play at one of the rinks there. You know, you build, you build one that has a little more maybe with uh, seating on both sides of the rink instead of just one where you could fit, you know, 1,000, 1,500 people in to watch a, a professional women's game. I think that's a huge opportunity uh, to make that happen. So uh, um, that would be that'd be good. And, you know, more access to hockey is never a bad thing. And and based on how well they did with the, uh, you know, with Fifth Third Arena, I'm sure the expansion is going to be amazing. All I ask is can you, can you possibly squeeze in um, – a podcast studio somewhere in the building just in case <laughs> just saying that'd be nice That'd be nice that would be yeah nice. just a little soundproof room yeah we'll bring our own gear and our own decals and stuff but yeah that'd be kind of cool that would be nice I, yes i think the big question is with this expansion does dunkin donuts return to the fifth third arena they effing better or you get the first <laughs> ever uh, chicago and tim hortons and make everybody feel at home 
Hey, there you go. I, <laughs> Any I kind not... of coffee. They, they need coffee and donuts back in there. I know that's first world problems, but man, it was so convenient. <laughs> it was nice. Just walk downstairs and get a cup of coffee and a, and a, and a French cruller to mm -hmm. get you through a morning skate. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people talking about the rumored uh, women's hockey team. And I know, you know, the Chicago North Stars play. Um, I don't know. Is that like semi-pro? I don't think they could. I don't know how that works, but like, it's just such a no-brainer. Why would you not add Chicago to the PHF? It just makes all the sense in the world. There's yeah. interest yeah. there. You know, there'd be coverage. There'd have to have a new CHGO show, which would be great. Hey, um, hey. you know, like I know a few people who would jump on board. Absolutely. For that. I, mm -hmm. We could staff that show in 20 minutes. By the time we're <laughs> off the air. Yeah. yeah, I could have it done. That would be great. That would that would be great. So, yeah, I mean, look, the more hockey, the better, the more opportunity, the better. And this is one of these t things we're talking about where the Hawks can talk about their commitment to community and their commitment to growing the game. Here's a chance to either make twice as much money with your twice as many ranks or to use a rank and use some time to really help develop the game and grow the game in your community. And I yeah, hope they a, I hope they do the right thing. I really do. There's a there's a lot of revenue coming with that kid that they're going to be drafting here in 29 days. So you don't need to get greedy here with your practice rank. Do the right thing. Well, I think that, you know, the the expansion of the of the rink too can uh, you know, I, I think there's you saw what the cup cup runs did for growing a fan base. I mean, they, they could they they have a lot of those fans still, you know, growing and, and, and committed to the team. They're going to get another fan base, another you know generation of fans coming through, um, likely in part because of Connor Bedard and, and some of these young players that are coming up um you know, over the next few years, they get a, they get a young, competitive, fun team. You know, you can, you can do a lot with a, with a team like that in growing a fan base. So you can pair, you know, what you're doing at the United center, you know, having these young kids come in, having a, a guy like Connor Bedard come in and, and, and lead the team and, and get back to contention to where, you know, Chicago, you know, Chicago hockey is buzzing again. You pair that with the expansion of the uh, of the rink and the you know the expansion and, and visibility in the in the hockey community in Chicago. Like there's there's a huge opportunity to continue to continue to grow the fan base and make it one of the most fun fan bases in the city once again, like it was you know just a couple of years ago. Yep, I can't wait for this to be done. Just for the parking, <laughs> <laughs> that'll help. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah. make some of those. Uh some of those days a little better. Well, it's going to be I'm next year is going to be I, interesting parking wise. Yeah. I was just going to say once they, once they get it approved and once they start working on it, what's that going to mean for the current fifth third arena? Because, you know, next year's training camp prospect camp, that could be uh, also hectic. So they should start if, West and build East. Let's just work West to East. So, you know, you get through uh, everything the Hawks need to do for camp. That's there you go. Sure. Yeah, that's there you go. That, 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 that one's free Blackhawks. Yeah. It's not till <laughs> next year. They start it though. So, yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a good idea from, uh, from our chat. The, uh, you know, getting a donut place in the fifth third. Why not make Stan Makita's donuts a real thing? Right. We, of course. Then it's a destination too, right? Sell you just get oh, yeah. to sell merch. Um, you know, you can. I, I. It's the name of the charity is failing me, but it's the organization that Stan represented for the the deaf 
you can donate some of the money there. Oh yeah. Uh, like there's, that's such a no brainer. Like that's such <laughs> a, that is such an easy thing to do. Unless Stan, unless Stan's donuts was like, we're copywriting all Stan donuts. Mm. <laughs> no yeah. last names can be thrown on there. That's fine. Then just bring Stan's donuts in there. I would have no problem that with that either. Absolutely <laughs> fine. That sure. would be, they got the best freaking coffee. Oh my God. I love their Stan's coffee is perfect. It's so I would I, I would also not be opposed to a uh, a, a do right location. Sure. Just I just that would be fine. Any donuts. A different donut shop <laughs> per rink. There you go. Yeah. And then you just name it like the Duncan rink, the Stan's rink, you know. I yeah. have to call that one the heel should not be named rink. Uh, you know, it just Ooh, yeah. yeah, just move them along. Did do right rink. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the ideas are just flying at us right now. Yeah. This is great. Hey. And these are these are free. <laughs> For now. <laughs> Free for now. For now. Hey, though, with four new rinks, uh, those energy bills are going to be high, fellas. What should the What should the Hawks do about that? Well, you know, if they're looking to save money and energy, uh, also known as Monergy, uh, they need to look into the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program because that is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yes, sir. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd offer, also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial equipment, uh, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Greg, can you tell the people at the Blackhawks how those facility assessments work? Yes. Dear Blackhawks, an authorized engineer will work with you personally to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers like the Blackhawks will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business or a hockey team, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy, energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, you can head on over as soon as this show is over, please, to comed.com slash poweringbiz. That, uh, again, is comed.com slash poweringbiz. Is that spelled B-I-Z? It sure is. B-I-Z. Schedule it right now as soon as this show is over. Uh, and speaking of right now, as soon as the show's over, if you want to save on watching television, and who doesn't, because it's getting expensive as hell, go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO. FuboTV is where I go for my live television, and I am not looking back because I love it. 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. That's clutch. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And you can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial at FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You'll get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. And you can watch your locals while traveling. You've got the WNBA underway. The NBA Finals on ABC. You've got the NHL Draft on ESPN. The Cubs on Marquee Sports Network. Yep, Marquee Sports Network is on Fubo TV. You got the Sox and Bulls and soon-to-be Blackhawks on NBC Sports Chicago. F1, UFC, everything you want to watch is on Fubo TV. Watch the Cubs on Marquee 
and the Sox on NBC Sports Chicago with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That is FuboTV.com slash CHGO. That's F-U-B-O-TV.com slash CHGO. And if you noticed, in our two last reads, we both said immediately, we've got Eddie O on the brain, and for good reason. Yeah, uh, I listened to a little bit of the Athletics Hockey Podcast today with uh, Craig Constant. I can't say his name. Custance. Uh, Custance. Yeah, it's, it I get myself one. in trouble with that one. Like, there's, yeah. I always want a certain, a certain <laughs> extra letter that's illegal. It's like uh, custard. Yeah. yeah. So our buddy Craig at the oh, Athletic yes. and uh, Sean Gentile, they, they talked about uh, the Penguin situation, and they were pretty much certain that there was going to be an announcement today. And so far, I haven't uh, seen anything. But we're led to believe that it's – uh, our buddy Eddie Olchek will be the next president of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they are led to believe that Kyle Dubas may have already been given an offer to be the GM of the mm. Pittsburgh Penguins. And that's very interesting on a lot of levels because, first of all, it was just a couple weeks ago, Kyle Dubas said it's either the Maple Leafs or nobody. Boy, that lasted a long, you know, those those family needs seem to uh, not worry. Uh, you know, he still may, we don't have official word, but if, if, if guys like this are reporting it, there's some real smoke to that fire. Um, so that would be a very interesting move. Of course, we all know Edzo's been looking for a front office job for a while. Yep. Now, to what does that president role mean with the Penguins? Are you just there to kind of, meet with the sponsorships and you know be your you know face of the franchise he's a, everybody knows he's a very very likable guy can talk your ear off can schmooze with the best of them how much does he want does he want a front office job just to be there and wave and and and, and get sponsorships and and go to you know city council meetings to get money to build this or that or does he want to be in control of the day-to-day hockey operations and Kyle Dubas as we've learned Part of the reason he's gone is because he wasn't allowed to have full control over the hockey operations. So it's a little weird that he would be willing to sign up for that sort of thing. And I don't know if Olchek wants to have a president's job where he doesn't really get to touch the team. Um, And then you have the workings with each other. You know, Kyle Dubas is, you know, an analytics guy. He, he, he's, you know, kind of out of that mold of a Theo Epstein where he, he, he bases his judgments more on, on the analytics and the numbers where Edzo is a old school, you know, eyeball test kind of guy. You know, we've seen him, we've heard him as recently as the Eastern conference finals have his grudges against players and teams for whatever reason. Um, you know, so it, it's just, it's interesting. Uh, there's been no official word, but it's just the report that they reported on the athletic hockey show today. So, um, you know, um, <laughs> We'll see what happens. It would be, you know, very interesting to see. And one thing that was brought up on the show, you can go ahead and listen to them. They they pretty much start the show with that talk. So I don't want to, you know, spoil everything they did. But they just said, uh, you know, with Dubis, part of his problems in Toronto was, you know, pending big contracts for their core guys and and we overpay and this and that he doesn't have to worry about that with pittsburgh because their big guys are there they're locked up already because of the last regime so he's just got to worry about building a team around those guys well i mean that's a dumb thing to <laughs> to run away from like oh I, that's the main part of your job dude is to be able to handle those big contracts 
I'm see. I'm with you. Like I, I don't. I thought Eddie wants to be a decision maker, a hockey yeah. decision maker. He doesn't want to be he a schmoozer. He doesn't want to be a, a you know go to dinners and kiss people's ass type of guy. And I'm not saying he. I think he's fully capable of both jobs. For the record, I think he could do the yeah. president thing, but the Dubis Olchek connection is very weird to me. Like that just doesn't seem congruent for many reasons because like you said if dubas wants a job he wants full control eddie wants full control and from what i can tell their hockey philosophies are pretty different and maybe that's you know you bring in uh you know bring in your rivals to help you run a team and you get every sort of possible way to look at a player fine but that seems not ideal for either guy because i don't know it feels like I could see it being very much like this, where I'm punching my fist, by the way, if you're not watching on YouTube. like <laughs> Butting heads. A, yeah. a clash of, I want my way, he wants his way, and also kind of a vying for if one of us gets fired, the other, is pr- the other one probably takes the other's job too. So you've got two really high-profile names at the top of the organization who don't have the same hockey philosophy and it's not to say Eddie O doesn't value analytics at all. I don't want it to sound like that, but like, I don't it's know. old school. I think if you're Pittsburgh, you just do one or the other and just, and either one, I think either one can work, but I, to put those two together, I don't, I don't know that, that to me is yeah. a, uh, that's a tough way. To, that's a tough look for me. It's, I don't know how that's going to work. I think you're, you're asking for a power struggle. At that Absolutely. point, yeah. especially Absolutely. knowing what came out of Toronto between Shanahan and Dubis, like, uh, and, and I, yeah, I, I can't imagine Eddie Olchek is just signing up to, you know, take a, a team president position, but not have any say over, you know, deci- you know, hockey decisions, roster decisions, you know, personnel decisions, anything like that. That would that would be surprising for him to take that kind of role without without those kinds of you know responsibilities or. or anything like that. So, Hey, you, you, you compare an old school guy with a new school guy and it can work out. Um, but I think that the chances of that happening, um, in the realm of hockey, uh, are a little bit less likely. Yeah. Yep. You're just, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't see that working out, but as somebody who has not like the Pittsburgh Penguins since 1992, whatever causes them stress and, uh, chaos, sign me up. <laughs> well, and it's funny with Dubas too, because it's like he was on the cusp of having to make some tough decisions about Toronto's big players, and now if he takes this job, if it, you know if the offer's on the table and he takes it to go to Pittsburgh, he's going to have to make tough decisions about their their big players too. Even though they're you know they're not the the rising young talented core four as they call them in Toronto. It's the old guys. It's the guys that won the cups. Yeah. It's Latang. It's Malkin. It's Crosby. Gonna you know not Crosby, but you know, the Malkin and Latang. Like like you know, you're gonna have to make some decisions uh, on 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 those guys. And and from what it sounded like in Pittsburgh just a few years ago, you know the the decision was to not bring back Vigeni Malkin, and then that got nixed, and they said no, bring him back, bring back Chris Latang, like. So I, I don't know. It's it seems like there's there's a mess to clean up in 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 Pittsburgh and Ed, Eddie Olchek and Kyle Dubas coming in, you know, with mops and buckets is I don't know. That's quite the quite the visual. 
Maybe they should just make Sidney Crosby the first ever GM slash player in league history. Make him player coach GM. There you go. Do it all, Sidney. We're paying you enough money. Do something else. Is that what Reggie Dunlop did in, in Slapshot? Player coach. Yeah. <laughs> put, the, put the map of Florida on there. Um, L. Pete in the chat says, I feel like having different ideas both pushing the same direction is the best way to do things. That's the key. Are they pushing the same direction? And just right. like we a lot talked of about, ego involved with those two yes. guys. And remember when we talked about you know Doug Wilson a couple weeks ago, possibly being brought in as an advisor? Yeah, everyone's goal is to get the Penguins to win, right? But you're also going to have that power struggle. And when the disagreements happen, two really strong personalities with Eddie O and Kyle Dubas. I, I imagine the scene in Return of the Jedi where they're on the speeders and Luke and the stormtrooper are kind of like banging into each other. They're driving side by side, but they keep knocking into each other. Like that's eventually someone's going to hit a tree, you know, like that's, that, it's just, it's inevitable. And uh, I, I just think those names specifically, I'm not saying the old school guy at the top and the numbers GM can't work together. I just think when you have two such high profile names in hockey, Doing it, that's that's tough. That's going to be tough. That's going to be because I know, yeah. like, I love Eddie O. He's always been nothing but awesome to me. But he's set in his ways. He is stubborn. He is opinionated. He is. He knows what he wants, and he, and I I just feel like for him, he could probably wait and get the full opportunity he wants to be like what he who shall not be named was before he resigned, the complete hockey czar. The director yeah. of whatever it is, president of hockey or VP of hockey operations, whatever, and you do everything hockey wise. And I think that is there for Eddie if he waits long enough. I just yeah. him and him and Dubas to me feels like a, a nightmare waiting to happen. I mean, they could work as they build a team, but as soon as there's some 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 success, both of those guys are going to want to credit for being the guy who did it. I mean, we started to see that here, different roles, but same situation between Hugh Shinapi Name and Joel Quinville. Those guys butted heads all the time because they had different philosophies on how things could be done. And, and, you know, it was more like, you just give me the players and I'm going to do it my way. But no, I want you to do this. We saw that there. And that ultimately led to Joel Quinville, like, he who should not be named couldn't wait to fire Joel Quinville, and he, and he jumped at the first opportunity he got and then screwed this team for years with his dumbass hiring. But, you know, that's all in the past. Um, but so, yeah, it's it's a strange pairing. But, you know, hey, maybe it works. Maybe it's not. And maybe none of this even happens. Like, I still haven't seen anything. <laughs> Outside of the, the Athletics Hockey Podcast, I haven't seen anything about it. So we'll see what happens. Well, that, well, I mean, all those those names have been circling all the, you know, the GM openings, front office openings, things like that this summer. So it's it's not a surprise that potentially both of them land in the same spot because, you know, there's only so many openings uh, left as the summer goes on. So, hey, I mean, it's more power to the Penguins or less power, however, however they want to go. It's funny yeah. you mentioned the struggle between Q and Bowman and you think about the moves made um in that 2018 free agency where Bowman where uh Q is like I want to I need like a physical defenseman they signed Brandon Manning and I, <laughs> and they, like they just brought in like all these was that the same year that Kunitz and Cam Ward came in yes the, mm-hmm. I rem- I remember the uh 
the big announcement of their free their the big free agent signings that they had were Cam Ward, Chris Kunitz, and Brandon Manning. Yeah, because Quenville wanted a physical defenseman, a scoring veteran winger, and a, and a solid goalie. <laughs> so he got four hundred year old Cam Ward, five hundred year old Chris Kunitz, and bum ass Brandon Manning. There you go, buddy. I gave you what you asked for. Yeah, congratulations. And that was and that was uh, yeah. That's just. A damn shame. Yeah. Well, and then another little quick tidbit of news. I know we're up against the clock. Uh, former Blackhawks legend Andrew Burnett is getting the uh, Nashville Predators job back in yep. the Central Division. Good for him. That's Barry Trotz's first move as GM of the Predators. Um, I like Barry Trotz. I've always liked Barry Trotz. Uh, I think he's one, a great coach. But it's just like with the Predators – they're not going to change anything. They're going to go, they're going to stay as the Barry Trotz ran slogging, defensive minded, boring ass hockey team. That is like a seventh or eighth seed and, and their best seasons. Um, but eh, whatever, but good for Andrew Burnett. He, uh, he led this Florida Panthers team to the president's trophy last year and got fired because he couldn't beat the dynasty Tampa Bay lightning, uh, who was in the midst of three straight Eastern conference championships. But uh, so, it didn't hurt the Panthers in the long run because they're in the Stanley Cup final, but that's a very good hire for the Predators, uh, and sh- and will will affect the Blackhawks here for the next few years. Yep, yep. that'll All be right. interesting. Lots of news. Lots of news. We'll be back tomorrow with two. We got something, Mario. Yep. Yeah, just want to mention Seattle Thunderbirds uh, in the Memorial Cup. They won their uh, opening round game, opening game of the round robin against the Peterborough Peets, uh, but then they lost uh, last night to the Quebec Remparts, and that was a matchup of two teams that uh, over their last about 55, 56 games, each team had uh, about 41 or 42 wins each. So those are two very hot uh, favored teams in the Memorial Cup going against each other. Uh, Quebec won. So Quebec has already punched their ticket to the final. Now it comes down to uh, either Seattle or Kamloops. Uh, depending on what happens between Quebec and Peterborough, I believe the expectation is Quebec will beat Peterborough. And that means that Seattle and Kamloops, if that happens, Seattle and Kamloops will play each other twice tomorrow night. And then again in the semifinal, uh, to decide who gets to go and face Quebec in the final. So that'll be uh, interesting to see. Obviously, Nolan Allen, Kevin Korchinski and Colton doc, uh, are the, uh, Blackhawks interests among some other, uh, draft eligible players on Seattle, and um, you know it's uh, it's it's been fun to watch watch those guys. Nolan Allen scored in both games, which if you had said, "Hey, who's going to have two goals in two games for the Thunderbirds out of those three? I think Nolan Allen would have been everyone's third pick. So, um, yeah, if if you want to watch, it's on NHL Network in the U.S. And hey, guess who carries NHL Network and the Memorial Cup? Fubo, Fubo TV. That's right. So go to go to fubo fubotv.com slash chgo. You can help out there. I know also someone was circulating. I've guessed the Seattle Thunderbirds gave out complimentary uh watch chl.com uh streaming codes. So I can't confirm that or not, but if you find it on the internet, maybe it'll work. I don't know. But uh yeah, they'll they'll play again tomorrow night uh against Kamloops, and then uh, if they win. I believe they'll play, I think, well, I don't want to get it confused, but tomorrow night they'll play Kamloops. If they win, they'll go to the semifinal at the very least with a chance to uh, reach the final there. All right, good day to give that Fubo trial a uh, run. If you haven't done it yet, FuboTV, 
com slash chgo jump on that seven day free trial and you'll fall in love with it and become a full-time subscriber very shortly after that fellas production meeting on the air we got a lot of people with a lot of random questions in the Great. chat should we do a mailbag tomorrow why not sure all right mailbag, mailbag monday wednesday. on a wednesday there you go get those questions in at chgo underscore blackhawks blackhawks at all chgo.com or hit us up on our members only discord we'll get all your questions answered on tomorrow's show Restarted to one final reminder as well. Thursday, we'll preview the Stanley Cup final with TNT's Liam McHugh and see if he can get us Gretzky. Just five minutes with Wayne. <laughs> he owes us one, damn it. Yeah. Well, yeah. just make sure when you when you uh, you know double check with Liam, make sure that he sends you his flight itinerary <laughs> so that way we'll know exactly yeah. where he'll be and where we'll fit in. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Want to remind everybody one last time, even though I did it twice already, that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.